Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. An hour ago, literally as we were coming on the air, Adrian Wojnarowski breaking on the breaking the news live here on the program that the NBA players have decided to resume the season. They will not play today's three games. The season could resume as soon as tomorrow. That is obviously huge news in the middle of a moment when it appeared that the entire league might get shut down or what ramifications that may have had. So we will bring Ramona Shelburne into the conversation in a moment as she has all of the reporting from what's happened with the NBA. Then I'll bring Jeff Passan into the conversation, our baseball insider, to go through what happened in that sport yesterday. Three games were not played. Where does it go from there? And then Dan Graziano will join us as multiple teams have opted not to practice today in solidarity with the NBA players. What ramifications might that have in the NFL where the season is exactly two weeks away from beginning? But I'll start with Ramona, and and here's the general rule of thumb. Once you know what has happened, what you do is you turn to Ramona Shelburne to find out exactly how it happened because no one gets that better than she does. Her piece is up on Twitter right now, and it is outstanding and insightful. Hello, Ramona Shelburne. What? You know what? I'm glad this is. Um, I'm glad to be on your show again, and it's very amazing to me that this is why we are on the show. Because Greeny, like, I mean, I'm still kind of in shock, right, from what happened yesterday. Like, there's still this, this like disbelief in my brain of, of that that actually happened. That all of that really unfolded the way it did, as fast as it did. It did. And and it all happens so fast now. And, and, and it is. It is an extraordinarily consequential time. But we find ourselves yeah. where we are right now. So tell us how we got here. I saw your piece and there is a good deal of reporting yeah. that you have on the conversations that have taken yeah. place. You have the floor. Tell us what we know. Well, look, you know, what happened yesterday was starting right before the Milwaukee Bucks game was an absolute stunner to everyone else in the league. You know, I was talking to league officials an hour before that, other GMs, other teams, nobody thought that the players were going to boycott that game or any of the other games that day. There was, there had been conversations the night before, but nobody thought it was that serious. It was, it was, there was a, a, a general sense amongst players. They wanted to keep playing. They, they, they thought they had a bigger platform by continuing to talk about it and speak about it in the bubble. But the Milwaukee Bucks just, got in their locker room and started talking. From what I understand, George Hill essentially said, you know, what if we didn't play? What if we, what if we boycotted? And Sterling Brown, who obviously has history with the Milwaukee Bucks, with the Milwaukee Police Department, joined him in that. Kyle Korver joined him in that. Giannis Antetokounmpo joined him in that. And a conversation that literally, I mean, there were players on the Bucks that were warming up on the court, getting ready to play. They walk into the locker room and this conversation is taking place. And, and as the conversation starts taking place, um, the general manager of the Milwaukee Bucks calls ownership and, and asks for help in setting up calls with Wisconsin state officials saying, you know, what can we do? I talked to the lieutenant governor of Wisconsin yesterday, um, Mandela Barnes, who got on a Zoom call, literally just dropped what he was doing and got on a Zoom call with the Bucks players in their locker room as they stayed in the locker room and decided not to play that game. And essentially the Lieutenant governor of Wisconsin, you know, I asked him, I said, what, what did they want? What we, what did you guys talk about? And he simply said, they wanted to know what more they could do. They wanted action items. They wanted things that they could, they could express publicly that they could ask for that they could promote. They just didn't feel like playing basketball in that moment was the right thing for them to do. And, and Greeny, the thing that, 
I kept coming back to as I was reporting on this and writing on it last night was sometimes when you don't know what to do, the best thing to do is actually just to stop and take a breath and think things through, talk things through, feel what you need to feel. And that's what the NBA and its players did because we could, we could feel this coming all week, right? I mean, I felt this after the videotape of the police officer accosting Messiah Jerry at the finals last, you know, last June was released. You felt that in people's reaction to that. You felt that from LeBron James the night before, uh, two nights before. You felt that from Doc Rivers. I mean, the NBA was hurting. The, the players, the coaches, the world around it was hurting, and they just needed to stop for a day and, and take a pause and think. And that they did, Ramona, with me on ESPN Radio. And then they met last night, and, and the sense mm-hmm. I'm getting, and this may be another illustration of what you're yeah. talking about, is that if they had just made a firm decision last night, they may have reached a different one than they did by taking yeah. that breath and pushing it to today where they met and have decided to continue. So, Ramona, what is your reaction to yeah. their decision to continue the season? Honestly, last night when I went to bed, I thought that's what was going to happen because the majority of the players in that room last night felt like they wanted to keep playing basketball. Just, just from all of our reporting, it felt like they wanted to keep playing. But there were there was enough hurt in that room and enough anger um, at just what had been going on in the world at the shooting of Jacob Blake at, at the, you know, the, just the feeling they had had listening to the political conversation in our country right now um, that nobody wanted to force anyone to keep playing if they didn't feel it, if they didn't want to, there was also quite frankly, there's fatigue at being in the bubble. Um, my colleague, Mark Spears, I think put it best. Um, and, and this was a joint byline of, four or five of us last night as we were talking. So I want to, I want to give credit where credit is due, but Mark, Mark Spears tried to explain to me, he goes, you know, a lot of the players have said to him, they don't want to just feel like they're in the bubble for everyone's entertainment while the rest of the country is in pain and hurting. And there really needs to be something done. They don't want to feel like they're a sideshow. And I think that's what last night's meeting was about was to put it all out on the table. Everyone say what they got to say feel what they have to feel. And some of the leading voices that I've, that I've heard in that meeting, um, Jalen Brown, the young, the young forward for the Celtics, who obviously was on the front lines marching. You know, he, he challenged everyone. He said, okay, if we go home, if we stop playing right now, are we going home to just hang out with our families? Or are you going home to go fight on the front lines to go to actually go do something? And I think the sentiment in that room last night and, and definitely this morning was, they have so much power by with their platform. You know, the, the, the direct quote I heard from Doc Rivers was, your talent is your power. Don't give it away. You know, this is your moment. Don't give it away. And this is your moment to ask the league, the world, your, the owners, whoever, whoever else you need to talk to and, and cry for change. This is your moment to ask for that. And I think um, they got to a place, Greeny, where they felt like, they wanted to set forth a plan of action items. It's not enough to just stop playing. The protest had to be about something. They need, they're going to call for the Wisconsin state legislature to vote on police reform bills. They're going to, they're going to call on other states to vote on police reform and accountability bills. They're going to keep promoting organizations like LeBron James is more than a vote. 
um, which seeks, you know, they're going to keep turning NBA arenas into voting centers. We've already seen a number of those announced um, for this November's election. They're going to keep doing things like that, but they want to keep doing it while they have the world's attention and they have the world's attention when they're in the bubble playing in Orlando. Ramona Shelburne again, working with Mark Spears and Zach Lowe, Malika and Adrian Wojnarowski, among others, with all the reporting from what's going on in the bubble. Ramona, thank you very much. The piece is excellent, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for jumping in here. Yeah, thanks, Greeny. Okay, that's Ramona Shelburne. That's the story from the NBA. Next up, I want to bring in Jeff Passan on the Shell Penzoil Performance Line, our baseball insider extraordinaire, because, Jeff, yesterday was a surprising day. You told me on Get Up This Morning that you did not believe that we would see any baseball games not played. And then by the time we went to sleep last night, three of them were not played. Where are we today as far as Major League Baseball is concerned relative to all of this? You know, Greeny, I don't think we're going to see any more postponements or cancellations of games. But I want to get back to the original point that you just made there. Because uh, I I remember yesterday afternoon, I was hanging out with my my 12-year-old son. And... Uh, I, I showed him the news that was coming out from from the Milwaukee Bucks that they had that they had walked off the court and that they were not going to play. And he says to me, "So what does that mean?" And and it's a tough question to answer, right? Like in the moment, trying to figure out what all of this means and and contextualize it, especially for baseball, with what my job is. Uh, I thought it meant that the NBA is is like a unicorn when it comes to social justice initiatives. It has the will, it has the popularity, it has the spokesman, it has everything that you need to make change. Baseball Greenie has had none of those things. And so, especially the matter with will, I did not think that baseball players were going to stand up knowing that it is a culturally conservative sport uh, in in which the Black Lives Matter movement does not have uh, anywhere close to unanimous support and and that we were going to see games canceled. And yet here we were, three games were postponed last night. And and when it happened with the Milwaukee Brewers, I got to be honest, when, when I first heard it from a source, my jaw dropped, literally. Like, did this really just happen? Yeah, and indeed it did. And it happened in other places as well. And you were telling me the story this morning And I thought it was very interesting of how Mookie Betts was the player on the Dodgers who made the decision that he didn't want to play. And it was someone like Clayton Kershaw stepping forward as a team leader and saying, if you're not going to play, then we need to come together and support you. And so that's how decisions like that get made when team leaders step forward and do things together. That's what happened with the Dodgers. Yeah, and and you know what? It happened similarly, Greeny, with the Milwaukee Brewers. Christian Yelich, I was told, had maybe the loudest and clearest voice among the Brewers players saying, this is something that we need to do. We need to stand by the Milwaukee Bucks who have been our brothers along the way here. We need to stand by the people of Wisconsin as they're going through a really difficult time and show that even though playing baseball matters to us, even though playing baseball matters to others, even though it's something that is ostensibly important, on this night, there are other things that are more important than that. And, you know, the, the most interesting thing, I think, that came out of this is, is the initial discussion, Greeny, always tends to focus on, well, what are you asking for? Well, what's next? Uh, what, what are these athletes doing this for? What, what is the purpose of this activism? The fact that yesterday 
Within hours, the Milwaukee Bucks were on the phone with the Attorney General and Lieutenant Governor of the state of Wisconsin, trying to figure out what a plan of action going forward is. That, to me, is in the moment substantive progress. So for anyone who says, why are they doing this? That's why. They are using this platform they have. They are using the voices that they have as an opportunity to actually affect change on a subject that matters to them. And I I applaud anybody who tries to use uh, their platform uh, to do good. And I think in the end, the hope, the desire, the dream of what athletes are doing right now is to have a good and positive impact on the world. It's really well said. Jeff, thank you very much. Your work on this has been outstanding. I'll see you tomorrow morning on Get Up, I'm sure. Jeff Passan with me. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. I would actually add to what Jeff just said when he said, if you're wondering why they're doing this, here's what I would say. They've been telling you why they're doing this. They've been telling you for years. There's been no secret of why they're doing this. You can willfully ignore them telling you why they're doing it. If you are purposely trying not to hear what they're saying, you can say, I don't really understand why they're doing this. But it's certainly not for lack of them telling you why they're doing it. They've been telling you why they've been doing it since the very beginning. So that's another example of what I'm talking about, that we have we've come to a place in our society where frequently... If someone is delivering a message that we don't care for, that we don't necessarily agree with, we have a a variety of mechanisms that we use to try and put it aside. One of them is by saying, I don't know why you're saying that, because you're ignoring, you're purposely ignoring me. The other is to pick apart little tiny pieces in order to try and destroy the messenger, and that gives you the permission to no longer pay attention to the message. These are just a few of the reasons we find ourselves where we are right now. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. One more stop. This one is the NFL, and my good friend Dan Graziano was with me, our NFL insider. And, and so, Dan, I have been following the news today as best I can since I came on the air, but we have a list of teams today that, in I, I guess, in solidarity with the NBA players, have chosen not to practice. W- where are we as we speak with regard to that, and what does that mean in the big picture? Several teams not practicing, Greeny. Uh, some teams decided to practice. I, I think I guess I guess I would say it's not so clear cut that it's in solidarity with the NBA players because the Detroit Lions did this on Tuesday, right? And that was before the NBA players boycotted yesterday's game. So I think I think there's a level of authenticity to this that uh, that is probably being underestimated for a lot of the same reasons you were just articulating uh, in in that in your uh, comments just before you brought me on. You know, people people don't want to hear it. But I think, you know, why some teams are practicing, why some teams are not. I, th- I think the teams are, and the players are making their own decisions, right? They get together, they talk amongst themselves, and they decide, well, do we feel like practicing today, or is it better to take this day and talk about these things as a group? Should we do both? Should, you know, have we had the kinds of conversations where we understand each other? Let's get out and practice, and we'll, we know these conversations will continue. So I think, I think the fact that each team is doing it its own way uh, speaks to the authenticity of it, and not just um, not just a hey, let's all we're not practicing today because you know because because other people aren't, and we want to make sure and do the right thing. I, I think 
the conversations that are going on in these locker rooms and in these team facilities, and really have been via, you know, Zoom and whatever for the last couple of months, um, have been significant. And when you talk to the players and coaches that have been involved in them, uh, they're getting a lot out of them. And, and it does seem to be a lot of real, honest, and sincere discussion going on in these buildings. And so I think, um, I think what you're seeing today with teams, some teams deciding not to practice, some teams deciding you know, to take the field after some further conversation. I think you're seeing, you know, the reality of who these guys are and how they feel about each other and where they think they, they as a as an individual community stand on these issues. I think that's right. Dan Graziano was with me. And so I don't think that there is anything that is mutually exclusive about being a football fan and saying, I support these guys in what they are doing, and I still hope that they play. And so I, I sure. guess I would ask you, with being two weeks to the day from the first game of the NFL season, what you are hearing, if anything, about the chances that we may see some games in the NFL boycotted in the way that we saw in the NBA yesterday. I, I just think it's too soon to know that, you know that there would be concrete plans for that, right? I mean, the, the teams that aren't practicing today practiced yesterday in large part right and the lions you know having sat out tuesday are, are back at work so you know i i think i think people are going to do what they think is best in in the moment and now where are we going to be in two weeks we talked about this on tv this morning right they're like well what, what the, the, the sad reality is that you know the issues that are at the root of these protests and these boycotts are not getting solved in the next two weeks and 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 unfortunately there's liable to be another incident that sparks more protest, if not in the next two weeks, then probably in the next two months. Right. And, and so the, the issue is the continuation of all of this. So I think when you look at the NFL and you look at where the NFL's players are on this and you think back to June when they put together that video, right, with Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson and all those guys in it. And then Roger Goodell had his video in response to it. Uh, what you're seeing is the players trying to have a dialogue with their league, with their team, with their team owners, with their commissioner about what can you guys do to help us, to show us that these causes and issues that are so important to us are important to you as well, that we're not just you know, employees of yours and, and that you can activate and put on television for the purpose of making money and entertaining the fans, that we're real people and that these things matter to us, they should matter to you too. And I think if that dialogue is good and productive, then I think you'll see players, you know, continue to, to play, right? I think if you, like, look, one example that grew out of that, the NFL launched this uh, voter registration, voter education initiative, NFL votes. That came, they started running TV ads a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And Roger Goodell has said that when he had conversations with players in the wake of those videos back in June, he was trying to figure out what are the issues and what can we do about it. And one thing that kept coming up was voting. We want help registering people to vote. We want education about voting. And that was something that the NFL wanted to throw its support behind because the players, it, it was important to them. If the NFL and the teams continue to show that level of support for those kinds of issues, then I think you have a situation where you can have meaningful dialogue between the people in power and the people on the field. And if that's going on, then I think the chances of, you know, peace uh, in terms of, you know, are these guys going to boycott, et cetera, uh, is heightened. And I think not to say that that doesn't go on in the NBA, but I think what you're hearing out of the NBA players last night and, and today is a little bit of frustration of like, hey, let's not let up on this let's let's keep our foot on the gas and make sure that we uh you know that that we are putting um 
our money where our mouth is, and that's not just us as players, but also, you know, the league and the team owners. Dan Graziano, thank you, my man. I appreciate it as always, and I will see you soon. Dan, our NFL insider doing outstanding work, and so we got the latest in the NBA from Ramona and the latest in Major League Baseball from Jeff and the latest in the NFL from Dan and all of that are the variety that we have today of Breaking Moves. Breaking Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports. With me here, Greeny. And so it, it is really a remarkable time. Again, going all the way back to where we began. As we came on the air this morning, an hour and 20 minutes ago, the breaking news that the NBA players have decided to continue their postseason. What exactly does that mean? What exactly have these last 24 hours meant, and what do they mean going forward? We will go in search of those answers. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, coast to coast, and on TV on ESPN News. Hiring is challenging, especially with everything else you have to consider today. But there's one place where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. That place is ZipRecruiter. You can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. We've had a lot of really good conversation today after... The extraordinary news that broke literally as we were coming on the air that the NBA players have decided that they're going to continue their season. And for what my opinion is worth, my opinion is they are doing exactly the right thing for what I think are a variety of relatively obvious reasons. I would have supported them had they chosen not to play, because as I told you earlier today, the most important thing I can tell you about my observation of the NBA players from the distance in which I sit is that I think their hearts are in the right place. 100% in the right place. I think they believe strongly in what they are doing, and I think they believe they are doing this for, for something far bigger than themselves. And so if they had chosen not to play in that aim, I would have fully supported them. But I do think, very simply, that there are two primary reasons why playing for them is the right decision, so long as they're comfortable with it. The first is the obvious one, that there are, there are probably billions of dollars hanging in the balance on that for themselves and many others, and it is not wrong to take that into consideration when you make decisions like this. This is not a zero-sum game. If someone said the NBA players canceling the rest of the season would equal significant change in the areas of social justice and racial inequity, well, then there'd be nothing to discuss, but that's not the way this works. There are nuances here involved in what the statement made by playing would be versus the statement made by not playing. But there is no way of knowing for certain which would have been more effective. And so with that as the backdrop, there's nothing wrong with saying 
the economic impact on the league, on the players themselves, and many others would have been enormous, and to take that into account is a reasonable thing to do. The second piece of it is that if we are to assume that the overriding issues here are more important to them than the financial pizza, that they're more than willing to take the financial losses that would be required in order not to play, then I think comes to the second part, which is I think that the delivery of their message, what I know it is they are trying to do, I think is more effectively done by playing. And we'll keep going to some of these examples. I think we have all become conditioned in some ways to seeing the words Black Lives Matter on the court and seeing the names on the backs of the jerseys. But it doesn't mean they don't mean anything. It doesn't mean they've stopped mattering. The initial reaction to them is no longer the same because we have now become accustomed to it. But that doesn't mean they're meaningless. I think it does mean something. I think it is making a difference. And one thing that I'm starting to understand, I think, is that the bubble environment, I think, is tougher on them down there than is generally realized. Just the emotional and psychological toll of being away from everyone and everything, just just take into account, just using the pandemic, all of us, this is, this has been a difficult time for all of us in America and all of us in the world, and we've all managed it however we have. But I can tell you that if I had just been in order, I've, I've continued doing my job. I haven't missed one day of work since this pandemic began. But if in order to do my job, I, I would have to have sequestered myself somewhere away from my wife and my children, that would have been very difficult. I'm not saying I wouldn't have done it, but it certainly would have taken a psychological toll on me, an emotional toll on me and on them. And, and these players are all dealing with that. And Paul George talked about it openly after he played a good game the other night in the wake of several games that were well below his standards. So I think that environment is tougher than is generally thought, and I thought Richard Jefferson made that point really well on my TV show this morning. I think the players are forced to deal with all of this without their families, without their kids. Imagine if you are an individual like LeBron James that has a 14 or 15-year-old son, right? And now he can't talk to his son. He can't hug his son. Paul George already talked about the anxiety or the the depression being in the bubble away from their families because their job was not only to play sports, but also to help heal the country. Well, who's there to help them heal while they're going on this mission to do these things and to try and make our country a better place? That was Richard this morning on Get Up. He was Terrific today. He is so recently out of the league that he remains very close to a lot of the players who are playing. I think his perspective and his understanding of what is going on is about as meaningful right now as that of any former player I've talked to. So I think that's an important part of this. And I also think I'm understanding these players, I think, have come to feel as though they have the weight of the world on their shoulders. And I understand why they feel that way. I think they feel isolated. I think when social media is is your primary connection to the world, and that's, I think, what the case is because they are all sequestered is the word I keep using. It's not really the right word, but they're all down there. They're not living in the real world with everybody else. They're not living in the world which they normally inhabit. And if you just follow things on social media, we all know how nasty that can be. We all know what a distorted sense of reality you can get if you just think Twitter is the world. So I understand why they would start to feel a little emotionally beaten down by this. And so maybe taking a breath last night, taking a breath for a day or two in the wake of the release of the Masai Ujiri video the other day, which I think did have an enormous impact in this. I think players 
were rightfully disgusted by what they saw on that video and what the ramifications of it were. Obviously, the incident that took place in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and all of the fallout from that. So maybe a couple of days here is exactly what everyone needed. And if so, then perhaps things will be better for these players. There's one other possible way. And Mark Spears made this point on my show this morning, which I think is another very good idea for how this might be made a little better for the players. Adam Silver isn't in here. Adam Silver needs to be in here. And this is said with all due respect because I think he's an amazing commissioner, but they need to see him. And and it would have been great if he would have been here yesterday to be at the meeting, to talk to the guys, to for, for the stars to bounce things off of. Um, I think there were expectations of a town hall meeting at the beginning of this with some of the elite players of the league that never happened. So I, I think that maybe the NBA has relaxed a little bit it and they they got to pick it up you know with the players too and the owners need to it's cool to see bomber sitting up there and cheering and going crazy and being happy for the clippers but maybe he need to get his butt in here too all these owners need to get in here and, and stop using it as a, a entertainment tool to, to and actually see their guys face to face and that's a very interesting and important thought from mark spears that whether as i said earlier today people's hearts are in the right place doesn't mean they get everything exactly right. I don't know if the players are right to feel as though they are being taken for granted by the league office and by the owners of these teams. I don't know that. I'm not having conversations with those people. But it's clear to me from what Mark is saying that that's the way the players feel. To at least some degree, they feel as though the owners of their teams and the league office, perhaps, are taking for granted what it is they're dealing with down there. Right now, as we speak, many of the players' families are on the complex of the Wild World of Sports, but they are separated from the players because they're going through a quarantine. So they're going to be reunited with their families. I believe Monday is the day that that quarantine will end and they can all be together as families again. But think about that. Just think about the psychological impact of this. So I I can see where it would be very easy to be a player and to feel like these these guys don't know and they don't care what I'm dealing with down here. Here I am trying to play basketball, trying to make them money, trying to keep everything afloat, trying to entertain America as we go through this horrendous time. And where are they? I get it. I get why they would feel that way. And I do think it is a very good thought for Mark that Adam Silver and others from the NBA front office and the owners, it would it would do them well, I think, to go down there and, and be face-to-face with these players and express to them the appreciation of all of us for what it is that they're going through and what they're dealing with. I have much more to say on this as we continue here. Uh, this is and, and as important today as we have had in sports in a really long time, and I will explain what I think it actually means coming up in just a moment. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is just coming across literally as I'm speaking. <laughs> Jeff Passan uh, just tweeted, Boston Red Sox players have strongly considered not playing tonight's game against the Toronto Blue Jays to protest against social injustice, sources tell ESPN. The teams are talking currently and have offered one another support, regardless of whether they decide to play or not. So that is one to watch in baseball. Again, three games were not played yesterday. Several other players on teams that did play sat out. And we'll see if here is a game that might be canceled, postponed, boycotted today between the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. So we'll keep an eye on that. If you're just joining us, the huge news right at the beginning of our program that the NBA players have decided that they will resume their postseason. So the three games scheduled for today will not be played today. But the season may resume as soon as tomorrow. The players will have further meetings. The players will, will also have meetings with the owners and the league in order to figure out how they are going to continue their fight in the area of social justice. So as we sit back and, and try to reflect now for a moment and catch our breath for the first time on this program today on what all of this has been these last 24 hours or so, unprecedented in so many ways, we can try and figure out what it all means. Well, what it means, first and foremost, is that we are living history. It's happening right before our eyes in sports and well beyond. The ramifications of what is happening around us are enormous. These things don't happen fast. They don't happen as quickly as we would like, but it's happening, and the players in the NBA are leading it. And one of the things that I think we are seeing happen in the NBA, in Major League Baseball, in the NFL, where multiple teams didn't practice today, in college sports, particularly football over the last several weeks and months and beyond, is players recognizing their true power. It's the next level of power that players have. It used to be players had no power, absolutely none. And then Kurt Flood came around and changed sports forever in America with free agency in Major League Baseball, which has subsequently gone to all sports, where players are able to take much more control over their financial situations. And players now have a great deal of financial power when it comes to sports because they are so valuable. But now they have recognized that that value can extend to other places. And they can draw in two things that they find incredibly meaningful, and in this case they are. And so I think I will finish where I started today by saying that this feels like a time for everyone to just to put on the table where they stand. And I stand with the players. <clears throat> I stand beside them or behind them or if they'd like in front of them. And I mean that seriously because I think there may be instances in which these young people need people my age to stand in front of them and say, I'm on their side. So I'm more than happy to do that. That's just the beginning. That's nothing. That's first. You say where you stand. Now, I don't know what the right thing to do is in every case for these players as they go forward and navigate an extraordinarily complex set of circumstances, but I do know that it is unreasonable to expect them to get absolutely everything right. 
It is an unfair burden that we place on each other in 2020. And it is something that if we don't start really thinking about differently, I think we're going to have a very difficult time working our way out of many of the issues that we have created for ourselves in this polarized society. Which is to say, if you watch and listen to the players, do you not feel their hearts are in the right place? You don't have to agree with every word they're saying in order to understand that where they are speaking from is a place of genuine feeling and pain. Did you listen to some of this yesterday? Did you listen to Dom Smith of the Mets talking yesterday? I think the most difficult part is to see, like, people still don't care. And for for this, it just continuously happened. I mean, it just shows um, just a hate in people's heart. And, I mean, I mean that, that just sucks, you know? And being a black man in America, it's, it's not easy. So, I mean, like I said, you know, I, I just, I wasn't there today, but I'll, I'll bounce back. I'll be fine. That's one of the most joyous and buoyant young players in Major League Baseball. And he doesn't feel that way yesterday because of what's happened this week. He feels that way because of his life experience, the experiences of his entire life. He's talking to you from his heart. So it doesn't matter if you agree with every little tiny piece of everything that happens. The burden cannot be perfection of all time of the messenger because that means you're going to ignore the message. It's just that simple. All messengers are imperfect because they are human beings and we are all imperfect. And if you are going to demand perfection of a messenger and the risk of that is that you will otherwise ignore their message, then we will never listen to each other. So if you're not going to listen to these players because you don't agree with every word they say and every step they take, in my opinion, you're the one missing it out. You're missing out. That is, if you care about these sports and you care about these men these and the women and all of them involved in this, then in my opinion, you're getting this wrong and you are doing them a disservice. So listen to what they say, even if you don't always agree with every word. Just because someone's message isn't exactly what you think it should be, it doesn't mean you should ignore every word they say. It's been a complicated day, but I'm delighted to have been here for it. And I thank you for listening. I'll see you tomorrow morning for Get Up and Back Here Tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.